Hello, my awesome PMP warriors. Welcome to day 30 of 40 days to PMP exam success. Today, we're talking about domain two, task 16, ensure knowledge transfer for project continuity. Now, this is a very lean and mean task. However, it is huge when you read it in the different places that the concept of knowledge sharing comes up. Let me explain in more detail. The very first enabler says, discuss project responsibilities with the team. Now this in and of itself is a lifelong task because it just keeps going on. The responsibilities may change and morph. Outline expectations for the working environment. That's the second one. And the last one is confirm approach for knowledge transfer. So now let's break this down. Number one is all about people understanding what they're meant to be doing within the team. Number two is understanding the expectations of how work will be conducted. And number three is really about transferring knowledge, knowledge from one place to the other. Now, when we talk about knowledge sharing in the world of Agile, we have different avenues to share knowledge, road mapping, sprint reviews, pairing, retrospectives, daily scrum, backlog refinement, release planning, team chartering, and Agile project chartering. Those are all places we could share knowledge. But don't forget, the artifacts are also places where knowledge resides. So we have artifacts in the world of Agile, the backlogs, the increment, the burn charts, cumulative flows, product roadmaps, story maps, all these things you're seeing on the screen. In the world of Scrum, in particular, to use it as an example for how things work in the world of Agile, you've got the five ceremonies or the five events. Those are all platforms for you to share knowledge. Remember, this task is all about you sharing knowledge. And that means we need to talk about the process in the PMBOK Guide 6th edition that focuses on knowledge sharing. What is it? It's manage project knowledge. Now, in manage project knowledge, this is the process of using existing knowledge and creating new knowledge to achieve the project's objective and contribute to organizational learning. And the key benefit is that prior organizational knowledge is leveraged to produce or improve the project outcomes and knowledge created by the project is available to support organizational operations and future projects or phases. Knowledge is commonly split into two buckets, explicit knowledge that can be readily codified using words, pictures, and numbers, and tacit knowledge, which is knowledge that is personal and difficult to express, such as beliefs, insight, experience, and know-how. So the two big buckets, there you have it. And here are some examples of tacit knowledge, playing the piano, riding a bike, driving a car, hitting the nail with a hammer. How do you really explain those? It takes some experience in some deeper levels of conversation. When we talk about this process managed project knowledge, it's important to understand you're reusing knowledge and you're creating knowledge. The activities that underpin both purposes are knowledge sharing and knowledge integration. Knowledge sharing helps us reuse the knowledge. Knowledge integration helps us harness the knowledge available and put it into a format that can be shared and people can learn and the cycle continues. Knowledge integration is what we do in managed project knowledge. There are challenges, however, in knowledge management. Knowledge management is more than documenting knowledge. Knowledge management is more than obtaining lessons learned at project end for use on future endeavors. When we talk about knowledge management from a project management context for your PMP, 
you've got to be thinking about getting the knowledge to people who need it as quickly as possible, using it efficiently and sharing it throughout the organization, not just the project, but the organization. Only codified explicit knowledge can be documented and shared, but codified explicit knowledge lacks context and is open to different interpretations. So even though it can be easily shared, it isn't always understood or applied in the right way. Tacit knowledge, on the other hand, has context built in, but is difficult to codify. It resides in the minds and the minds of the individuals involved in the project, the social groups, or the situations, and is normally shared through conversations, interactions, and between people. I used the example of talking to a medical doctor, and he said, I've got a great example of tacit knowledge. When I do a spine tap, I cannot explain in words how I know I have hit the right spot, but there's a feeling you get, and that can be explained through rounds of conversation with younger doctors and those going through the process. So again, you got to know the challenges you face in this task. The challenge is people being transparent, people being open, and people understanding. Those pillars that we talk about in Scrum are not just for Scrum. They are useful when we are sharing knowledge with each other. So again, ensure knowledge transfer so the project can continue. Ensure that people who have the new knowledge are sharing with those who are new to the project. That's the mindset that I need you to get into because you will have questions about knowledge sharing baked in. Let's go through some really easy questions. Which of the following is an input to the managed project knowledge process? All right, three, two, and one. The answer to this, my friends, cannot be final report because that's from closed project or phase, which happens later on. And it's not information management or knowledge management because those are tools and techniques. So the answer is C. Let's go to the next question. You're working on a project where you need to create and connect people to information. You need an effective method for sharing simple, unambiguous, codified, explicit knowledge. Which of the following would you use as a tool and technique? All right. So the answer to this is in the sentence, connect people to information. This is known as information management. When you connect people to library services or repositories to draw the information they need, that is information management. Here's another one. Which of the following is not an input to the managed project knowledge process? All right. So if you take a look at the lineup, you quickly realize there's one that is not an input or output. There's one that sticks out. It's a tool and technique. It's knowledge management. Now, knowledge management is when you connect people to people for the purpose of knowledge sharing, okay? And those are the big ticket things I need you to be thinking about, my friends. Again, we are on to day 30. So we got to talk about the lessons learned register a little bit. The lessons learned register provides information on effective practices in knowledge management and records project challenges, problems, and successes. It contains lessons learned 
that will improve performance of the current or future projects. It may include the category and description of the situation along with its impact, recommendations, and proposed actions. It's day 30 and we have the open-ended questions again. Highly encourage you to know the difference between a sprint retrospective and a lessons learned. All of these questions are in here. Describe the advantage of retrospective cadence over lessons learned cadence. I'll give you the answer to this because it is important. A lesson learned typically happens at the end of the project. And then the question is, what are we going to do to do better on the next project? But that is delayed value. In the world of Agile, we want to get the information from a retrospective and we want to hold ourselves accountable by saying, what are we going to do to get better like now? It doesn't even need to wait till the next sprint. So the value derived from the retrospective is quicker. You go into the next sprint with a vengeance to do better, to find ways of improvement and to actually put those back in the pipeline for the very next sprint. For lesson learned, it doesn't happen until the next project when it's not done right. My advice for anyone doing lessons learned is don't wait till the end of the project. Do lessons learned incrementally and put it back into the pipeline right away. We can borrow some stuff from the world of Agile to do better in our real world projects. Don't forget, hpmexam.com, we've got this brilliant half day boot camp. It's coming up. It would be great to see you there. But right now, why don't we jump into the discussion about this task on the road? So let's get on the road and talk about this. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome. We're moving. Today is day 30 in the 40 days to PMP exam success. I applaud you on the great work you've been doing, keeping up with all the days. If you did miss any of the days, I encourage you to go back and look for some of those open-ended and multiple choice questions, if nothing else. If you're not able to watch all the lecture, get the questions, test your prowess, okay? So today, our task is task 16 under the process domain and it's titled Ensure Knowledge Transfer for Project Continuity. In other words, to ensure that the project can continue when people come and go, you need to have a game plan for sharing knowledge. Game plan for understanding the project from the different perspectives, the different roles that are on the project. So the very first thing, it just says, discuss project responsibilities with the team. There has to be a, a discussion of who does what, okay? If someone leaves, you know what they were doing, you could backfill versus people in the dark and no one knows what the other person was truly doing. We don't want that. So we want clarity. The second one is outline expectations for the working environment. So if we are in a team space where we are going to espouse osmotic communication, information radiation, and things like that, it's got to be very clear. If there's a virtual environment where there's a fishbowl window concept that we are employing in order to keep everyone on the same page and in sync, then that needs to be explained. All right, so outline expectations for the working environment. The third enabler here says confirm approach for knowledge transfers. So how will knowledge be transferred 
from person to person? That's the question. Maybe job shadowing, maybe peer reviews. Obviously, the retrospective. If you're not in the world of Agile, it could be a lessons learned. And many of the other meetings are opportunities to sync up daily scrums, sprint review, the backlog refinement ceremony, if there is such a ceremony in the company involved. Those are all avenues to learn how did you make that conclusion? How did you decide to decompose that epic that way? What conclusions did you make? How were you able to code that so easily? You know, how were you able to do what you did so simply? Those are questions that need to be asked and knowledge that needs to be shared across teams, right? What are you doing? How are you doing what you're doing? What are some of the secrets? What are some of the shortcuts? That's it. And as a whole, the team wants to understand that they are a unified organism working together to achieve a common goal. So when we talk about the world of Scrum, we talk about the tier factor, transparency, inspection, and adaptation. We want the team to have that mindset where they are transparently sharing information, there's a shared understanding, and knowledge is readily made available and shared eagerly. That's the mindset, all right? And that's pretty much it for today. You've hit day 30, three quarters of the way there. I applaud you, this is really awesome. So, tomorrow, we'll be moving into day 31. It's gonna be the last quarter starting tomorrow. All right, don't forget to hit like on this video, subscribe, share with your friends, let them know there is an entirely free course for PMP. This course right now is tending towards more than 16 hours. It's crazy. We've spent so much time working together on this stuff, and we're about to hit over 16 hours. That's a lot of time. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. All right, my friends. Well, before we go, you know the drill. We've got to talk about the questions. So the questions I showed earlier were just a tiny little sliver of what we've got. Let's jump into the questions for today, and I'm talking about the multiple choice questions. So here's the very first one. Knowledge that is personal and difficult to express, such as beliefs, insights, experience, and know-how, is called what? All right, so let's take a look at the answer. The best answer to this question, my friends, based on what we just discussed, is not explicit knowledge. And implicit knowledge is not a thing. That is just made up. The best answer, my friends, is tacit knowledge, option C. So, tacit knowledge, that's the answer. Knowledge is commonly split into explicit and tacit. And tacit is personal, it's difficult to express, and you know all the hallmarks based on what we just discussed. All right. Let's go to our next one. Next one. 
number 92. Here we go. Okay, coming up. Knowledge management tools and techniques appropriate on a project depends on all of the following except what? Okay. Three, two, and one. Well, this is a very straightforward one. Many of the questions I share with you are, in essence, knowledge type of questions. So, the best answer to this is not the duration. Everything else has some clout in the discussion, but option D, the project duration, that is not part of the considerations. Okay, it does not depend on the duration. So, <clears throat> the tools and techniques appropriate in a project depend on the nature of the project, especially the degree of innovation involved, project complexity, and the level of diversity, including diversity of disciplines among team members. Question 93. Information management tools and techniques such as lessons learned register, library services, web searches for published articles, or project document management systems are effective for which type of knowledge? All right. Hit the pause button if you need more time. So the answer to this, my friends, based on what we already know, is not D, it's not C, and it's not B. B is bogus. D is bogus. The best answer is A. It's explicit knowledge. So here are some ideas of things you could use for explicit knowledge. Methods for codifying explicit knowledge, for example, for producing lessons to be learned. Entries for the lessons learned register. Library services, information gathering, and PMIS, Project Management Information System. Let's go to our next one. Which of the following describes knowledge management tools and techniques? All right. Three, two, and one. All right. You probably figured out the answer to this. It's pretty straightforward. Everything mentioned here is a good example of knowledge management tools and techniques. You can see on page 103 of the PMBOK Guide, 6th edition, there's a laundry list of them, quite a large number. And you can pause and take a look. Knowledge fair, storytelling, creativity and ideas management, everything. And really for your exam, my advice would be to really pay attention to the difference between knowledge management and information management. Not as though the questions are knowledge related, but the more information you have, the more you've got the vocabulary down, 
the better. All right, let's move on to our next question. Okay. Which of the following project documents is necessary as an input for knowledge management and provides information on the type of competencies and experience available on the project? Give it some thought. Three, two, and one. All right, so the best answer to this, my friends, is not D. The stakeholder plan, remember, it just guides how you engage stakeholders, but it does not have information about the competencies and experience of these folks. The resource breakdown structure does not have information about competencies and experience. Remember what it's saying? Competencies and experience. And neither does the lessons learned register. That is not its place. So the best answer is B. Okay, the best answer is project team assignments. As a result of the assignments, you can glean information based on their competencies and experience. Okay, the stakeholder management plan, it was truncated to read stakeholder plan, but it does not contain information that we would need based on the question. Okay, let's move on to our final question. Agile teams have the following common roles except three, two, and one. All right, so based on what you know about the world of Agile, which one would you not choose? Try to remove yourself from hybrid thinking and just stay in vanilla-flavored Agile. The best answer, my friends, is A. And it's because we often use the word facilitator. It's a softer word. We do not have a leader, team leader. Now, even though some folks may use that language in Agile, in the Agile Practice Guide, page 40 and 41, the overarching mindset is one of facilitation more than leadership. Okay? As far as that role that the Scrum Master is described as playing. I know it might make you scratch your head a little bit, but the word facilitator is softer. All right, thank you my friends for joining. Remember, if you are struggling, do not struggle alone. Go on down to hpmexam.com. Let's help you get the exam in ship shape, and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. We're going on to day 31. Wow tomorrow and that's the final task in process we will be done with process tomorrow see you tomorrow